Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Tuesday, June 27th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. It's a full show today. Spencer, Nick, and Colin and Dylan, happy to have you with us here. Dylan back from a nice little vacay. Uh, how was the vacay? It was pretty good. Spent some time up near Deep Creek. Uh, Deep Creek Lake and uh, had some good times up there, but now it's back to the back to the old grind. Back to the old grind, and uh, next week, as I mentioned yesterday on the show, programming note: we will have no shows. That's both us and Eastern Panhandle talk next week. No show, no live shows next week. But let's get right into it today and talk a little little league baseball from last night and what was a win for hedgesville a comeback win for hedgesville over jefferson in an elimination game and dylan a controversial call at the end of sorts uh doesn't make up for what hedgesville had to do to get back to win the game yeah they were able to score six runs in the top of the six to come back from that eight to three deficit win nine to eight and i i think the controversial ending was that it was a cold third strike down by the first base umpire. But and everybody was looking around for it. It was like a delayed. Yeah, it took a good, like, five seconds for anyone to actually go down to the umpire on the check swing, the check down at first base to, to see uh, what the call, if, you know, first base umpire made a call on it. It was one of those plays where I was waiting for it. I was like, are they, gonna, are they going to check yeah. down? Because it was that close enough to at least warrant it now uh, people can have one opinion or the other on whether that was the right call by the umpire i couldn't really tell from the perspective we had a replay of it where you could say well i don't i don't know but one way or the other that's what happens in baseball is it comes down to the umpires and sometimes that's just the way it is and well I don't know if it comes down to the umpires. I mean, when you have an eight to three lead. What should, well, what I should say is you have to go off of yeah. it, you in baseball. You have it. to go off of what the umpires yes. say. And sometimes that's just, sometimes people don't agree with what they say. It's human. It's human nature. It's human error. Sometimes they get the calls wrong. Sometimes people think a call is wrong when it's right. I don't really know one way or the other. And honestly, it doesn't matter to me. But no matter what, Hedgesville advances now. Yeah, and that's the thing, though. I mean, you know, you can be upset about it if you're Jefferson, but you did have an 8-3 to three lead. You had the game in control, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, you, you know, let that lead slip. So you can't really just blame the umpires, and I hope that's not the case uh, after the game because, you know, you had control of the game. You had it won, and unfortunately for you, you slipped up and you lost, and, uh, you know, Hedgesville came back and, and won that game. But that the game was not decided on that one call, even though that was the final out. Um, so I think there's a lot of things that you could have gone back and done better if you were Jefferson. For Hedgesville, though, give a lot of credit to them for not giving up uh, and fighting back and getting that win. So, you know, it sets up what should be an interesting game here today against uh, Morgan County for Hedgesville. Should be, you know, pretty competitive based on what we saw 
from Morgan County early in the tournament. Hopefully they can play more like the team we saw in game one so we get a good game tonight. But last night's game, definitely a classic uh, comeback. And anytime you have a you know close game, there's going to be probably some controversy surrounding it. That's how most baseball games go. But uh, ultimately, you know, you can't say that one play was the deciding factor. Yeah, you definitely can. It's a 9-8 to victory for Hedgesville over Jefferson, 10- and 12-year-old All-Stars. And as Nick mentioned, Morgan County versus Hedgesville tonight, 7 p.m., 6.50 is the post-pregame show. Excuse me. Winner of this one advances to the district tournament this weekend as the Area 1 runner-up. Martinsburg already there as the Area 1 champion. Moving on, we'll look at the Area 2 side of things. Uh, as last night's game did not happen uh, between Pendleton County and Grant due to the weather up there. That game will take place tonight at 6 p.m. The winner advances as the runner-up uh, in Area 2. Moorefield, the Area 2 outright champion. They went 2-0, and uh, winning 15-0 over Grant County and then 3-2 to over Pendleton. Pendleton looking to get there the back doorway as the a runner up with a win tonight then districts will be this weekend it will be saturday at 4 p.m will be the two runner-ups facing off and then at 6 30 p.m it'll be the uh two area champions facing off and then whoever wins that will be the district six champion and then whoever loses that will have to win beat the winner of the two runner-up the the whoever wins the game against the two runner-ups that'll be sunday at 5 p.m we'll have that action for you from grant county little league in petersburg i believe is yeah. that where it is i believe so it's at the uh baseball complex there for petersburg but I- i'm looking to see some more history tonight we saw history yesterday and it hasn't been mentioned yet jefferson it's the first time i believe you guys mentioned since it. 2014 you mentioned it on the broadcast but you didn't mention the it first time since 2014 it. jefferson did not make it to the at least the district uh tournament and that's the same year since the last time i believe morgan county made it to the district tournament so we can so. see history in that aspect and i believe for hedgesville I think it could be the first time since either 2016 or 2017. I'd have to double-check our notes on that to make sure we have it correct for tonight. And uh, another thing that we get for that is uh, it's Dylan's first play-by-play. Yeah, we're putting Dylan on the on the play-by-play play tonight. Who's up there with him? I believe it's Nick. It's yeah, Nick. Nick. Yeah. I couldn't remember if I threw you up there or not. No, nah, we made the uh by I think I was going to. was and telling I was like, me. Uh, it should be you doing it because it's Morgan County, you and Dylan. And I'm like, they don't need that much Morgan County on the broadcast. Oh, we'd get some people from Hedgesville. <laughs> we'd get some people nah, talking about bias, bias on the on bias. the. On I, the, I, I love this team here. I know. I, I'll get accused of bias as the play-by-play man tonight, considering Morgan County's manager was my little league coach for for two years. I never played for him. Well, if you didn't. Let that information be known, Dylan. Yeah, yeah, it's too late, but, you know. Yeah. I think I brought it up, actually, the other day. But Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on. Talk a little about juniors. The junior game last night finally got started uh, after the storms. It was actually slated to start at 6 p.m., an hour before the 10- to 12-year-olds. It was Martinsburg getting a 4-2 victory over Morgan County. Martinsburg and Jefferson tonight at 6 p.m. to decide the Area 1 runner-up in that junior side of things. And, uh... It would be Hedgesville and Martinsburg advancing if that can happen tonight. If Martinsburg wins, if Jefferson wins, it'll be Jefferson and Hedgesville winning. 
advancing to the district tournament, which I don't, it is set for South Berkeley uh, on uh, the 5th and the 6th of next week. Uh, but uh, it's Little League Baseball, Junior League Baseball, some good action there at Martinsburg these last few days. Yeah, and I wonder when the last time, uh, if Jefferson were to lose, when the last time they didn't advance in Junior or Little League. That's that would true. be quite the quite the story because, I mean, we know how good Jefferson baseball has been at, you know, all the levels, whether it be high school, Junior League, uh, Little League. Um, so be pretty interesting to see that happen i mean obviously you know not really rooting for anything but you know it'd be cool to see uh a little bit more different teams getting opportunities around here and showing not so much a jefferson fall off but i think more so a greater balance among the other areas around here so i don't know if cool to see is maybe the right term just i guess different yeah, because so cool and different can be I know it unique. I can. I just trying to as you said, you don't want to cheer for I do not care who wins any of these right. games. I think people need to know that. You know, I don't care at all. It doesn't affect my life. Yeah. We just hope for a good baseball and I think it, that the kids have fun. Cool. Yeah. I'd have a lot of questions if we were actively if one of us were actively rooting for one of these little league teams to win over the others. Like you got it's like Nick, what's going on in your life that you're like rooting for South Berkeley Little League over these other teams? Well, a guy know, from New York, Pennsylvania. That's true. He is rocking the red today. And yeah, none of the teams that are playing are wearing red. That's today. true. But That's South true. Berkeley did it. It was just a joke since um, brought up South Berkeley. Let's move on. Talk about the we're Berkeley also green. Would you rather be a green apple, or would you rather eat a green apple or a red apple? Ooh, I'm more of a golden delicious. Yeah, guy. golden delicious yeah. is the one that. Yeah. And yeah, get some uh, gold in their uniforms. I mean, Morgan County has gold. I'm saying for the Appleman. Talk to him about it. All right, let's move on. Talk about uh, some Berkeley Post 14 American Legion baseball. Unfortunately, they fell last night. To Bedford, the Bedford Hurricanes, uh, Hurricanes out of Pennsylvania pulled the West Virginia there. Uh, Ten to five was the final score. It was uh, two to one, Berkeley on top after the second inning. Unfortunately, a fourth and fifth inning allowing six total runs, and then the seventh inning allowing three. Uh, had to get out of hand, uh, but offensively. Ten hits for the Hornets. It was a two-for-three night with two RBIs for Colin Reed, a two-for-three night for Baden Hartman, and then uh, scattered hits throughout the rest of the lineup. Did the Hornets. Two innings for Jason Myers, giving up just one run on five strikeouts. Lane DeLauter only going an inning, giving up or striking out two. Trevor Bohr, unfortunately, goes two innings, giving up six runs, uh, striking out two. Uh, Braden Oviedo, one inning, two hits, one walk, and then Griffin Horowitz, one inning, two hits, three runs, three walks. Uh, as Berkeley Post 14 falls in this one to nine and four on the season, they're trying still to get a game for tomorrow night, uh, which will determine if we have that broadcast or not. The last I spoke with Trip Tobin is they were going to get back to him. The teams that he had put calls out to are going to get back to him soon. If they have gotten back to you, Trip, and there is or there isn't a game, you can shoot me a text if you are listening right now, or if Ethan, you are listening and you guys do know, because uh, I don't see it on Game Changer, so I do not know. Uh, but uh, fortunately, a loss last night for the Hornets. Yeah, it's obviously tough because you lost, but you still look uh, 10 hits, so the offense was just there. You just couldn't bring the runs across when they got on base compared to Bedford, who 
obviously was able to with the 10 runs on 11 hits, but still didn't strike out. I mean, only one strikeout last night. You didn't get, I mean, nine strikeouts for Bedford, so the pitching was there in that aspect. It was just a different game. I mean, you had seven walks, so you let them get on base compared to only two walks uh, for Berkeley. So nothing to truly be disappointed in, and we also know at the same time it was over a week since they played, so we were going to probably see a lot of different pitchers just to get their arms back, probably see them come out a little flat because they hadn't played in a while. Yeah, and the thing that's going to suck if they can't get a game tomorrow Mm -hmm. is then they're going to go five days and then have four games in two days. That's the tough thing about summer, though. You never know with the weather. You never know the availability of teams because of canceling games and trying to find new ones. That is tough there, but they're slated to return to action on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Two games set each day for P.O. Faulkner Park. Leesburg post 34 Saturday. Waynesboro post 15 Saturday as well, 3.30 and 7. And then Sunday, Vienna post 180 for a doubleheader, 1 and 4 p.m. But uh, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford and Martinsburg, they became number one by making you Number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk WVU as uh, the officially introduced interim head coach Josh Eiler yesterday. I'll have a soundbite of of what his thoughts are on trying to keep the transfers. Uh, Plus, we'll talk about another guy that enters the transfer portal and a guy in the portal commits. Plus more coming up on the other side of this two-minute break. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. When you are looking for the perfect gift, look no further than L.A. Roberts Jewelers at 146 North Queen Street in downtown Martinsburg. Choose from a huge selection of unique items from the finest diamonds that make your eyes sparkle to exquisite timepieces, figurines, and collectibles. Buying from L.A. Roberts Jewelers means that you've made the decision to do business with people who've excelled in the industry for more than 100 years. They'll be here tomorrow when you need them, and if you need your jewelry or your watch repaired, they'll do that too. L.A. Roberts in downtown Martinsburg. Old World Jewelers for a new age. 
You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here as we get back into this today's edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's talk West Virginia. It seems like every day for the last now seven shows, we've had a spot to talk about West Virginia men's basketball. Man, what song is this? It's cool. Sounds cool. <laughs> Hopefully we hear it a good bit of times this wow, season. Wow, that's a new one. Never heard it before, have you? No. Not once. No. Isn't it about Western <laughs> Virginia? It's actually You're about Jefferson County, right? Segment. Isn't it about Jefferson County? That's where some the Blue Ridge Mountains some people say and it's about the Shenandoah Maryland. River come through. Oh, those, those people, people are, wrong. are idiots. Whoa! Throwing around yes. calling people names like that, Yeah, Colin? if you think that song's about Maryland... Something's wrong. The man who wrote the song said he was thinking of driving back to West Virginia when he wrote the song. But he was in Maryland. He is a Maryland resident. He was, you know, going from Virginia to Maryland. People write songs wherever they want to. But he was talking about going to his farmhouse in West Virginia. That that little line actually got taken out because part of the line couldn't be played on radio at the Mm. time. You could probably play it on radio now. I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. All right, let's talk West Virginia men's hoops news as Josh Eilert introduced yesterday in a press conference. And it was like a 40-minute press conference where him and Ren Baker were questioned about things. And, you know, one of the things I took out of there is that Ren Baker said once Coach Bob Huggins gets healthy, they will recognize him and have him go out on a high note. Good. But uh, that was kind of the only other thing that pulled out there about Bob Huggins but uh, this is one of the key things that I took out of the uh, press conference what Josh Eilert said about the transfer portal and what the players are that are in there right now or that have the ability to go in there for the next 20 days or so and these are 18 to 23 year olds so there's a lot of uncertainty in their life right now there's a lot of options in their life the biggest message that I have and our staff has is we care about them and we want to reassure them that this is a great place for them And it is a great place for them. I don't want to hinder them in any way if they feel like they have another opportunity that would be better suited for them. And I'm going to give them that opportunity. And if they want to take a look at something else, that's fine. But I'm also going to say the message here, we got something special. We got a special group of individuals. We got a special administration. We got a special staff. And we can do something really neat here and and turn this thing around and turn the page and, and keep the tradition alive of the Mountaineer culture. That kind of the biggest thing I took out of that press conference because it has to do with the fact that uh, the players have that one-time transfer after the coaching change. And, uh, Colin, your thoughts on – I'm assuming you didn't listen to the press conference or all of it. Not all. So uh, what are your thoughts on that quote from new head coach – interim head coach Josh Eilert? I mean, he's still making the clear pitch to get as many guys – to stay if possible Uh, we know one is left we know there's a few still in the portal hopefully they stay and hear this uh cry that and i completely agree with the fact this team can be special if they stay together 
I truly believe that. Uh, I know the good news is that I'll start it off Raekwon Battle. Um, one of the top transfer gets is staying. And then Trey Mitchell, uh, one of the guys he played the most minutes last year for West Virginia, is now going to Kentucky. So to me, the intriguing thing is that the guys that transferred in are the ones that want to stay and play for Eilert, who's the Huggins guy. And then the guys that have been there, it seems like, are right now in the portal and one in Mitchell has already left. I think that's a bad sign. It's an intriguing sign. I don't know if I want to say bad yet, depending on how many more leave. Well, I think if you've already been through it and you know Eilert a little bit better than these transfers do and they're saying, hey, we don't really back this guy and we're going to leave, I think that's kind of a bad sign. That he may I not be capable in their eyes of running this team. I, I hadn't thought of taking it that way. In my mind, I just thought, well, the guys that have transferred in here immediately in the recent you know, past that have yet to play have kind of just decided, well, I've you know, kind of might be even a worse look for them if they were transferred twice in the same off season. And it just that it, like, I, this is where I decided to go. I'm going to stick stick it out here, kind of kind of thing. But I mean, you could take it that way also. So I um I think you're right, Nick. It, it's something to think about at least. Well, I think if they loved the guy and they were like, hey, this guy can lead us. Uh, they would stick around right i mean that would make a lot of sense but if you're kind of questionable about can he be a head coach or can he lead the team maybe you jump ship then at that point when you were planning on staying when huggins was still there so it's a little bit concerning to me now again that that's just looking into it from an outside perspective and, and what kind of came to mind when i first heard that uh but you, know, you never know uh that may not be the case. Maybe they just decided that they had a better opportunity. I mean, Kentucky's a better opportunity than WVU to get exposure and play for Coach yeah. Cal, who we know, uh, you know, typically produces NBA products. So, um, you know, I think that could make more sense too. Maybe yeah. it's just a better opportunity to play for Cal Perry. Yeah, and uh, you know, he so he's out of the transfer portal, but they're still. Three guys in the transfer portal for West Virginia. And as another one enters last night, it's Joe Toussaint, Muhammad Wagu, and James Aconquo. He enters last night, and uh, that leaves them in an interesting situation because Trey Mitchell a forward, James Aconquo a forward. Um, so them their roster in an interesting situation uh, because obviously now they have another scholarship that's opened up with Trey Mitchell leaving. And the two other guys possibly leaving. If they don't come back, that kind of leaves your forward position in flux. You've got Jesse Edwards in there. He's your your guy. Uh, and then you have a guy, Josh Josiah Harris, who is a sophomore on the team. Uh, but besides that, you have a lot of guards on your team. Yeah. And, I mean, basketball now is kind of positionless, but you do need size, obviously, uh, still to win. You know, height, you can't coach height that's still a thing and uh that's why you see you know seven footers getting drafted in the nba second round because it's like well he's seven feet maybe he can do something one day even if he's not necessarily as good of a player as some of these other guys uh that you see drafted at times um or you know same thing with you know you need size to win and you look at you know comparing to the nba a lot but i mean the denver nuggets had a lot of size and and for college you you want to have that size as well. UConn had a big front court, so 
Um, while basketball has moved more to a positionless game, you can run a three-four guard system. You do need somebody in there to uh, be physical down low and, and provide some toughness to your team. And typically, that comes from the forward center position. So that could be a problem. But also, WVU does have now another scholarship. Maybe they can get somebody in the portal that last moment kind of decides that a situation is not working out so there is some time here to still have some roster movement where guys could be coming in and helping this team um, but also guys could leave and leave them in a tough situation with the roster in terms of uh, your ideal personnel I guess yeah and a guy that's not leaving that transferred in is Raekwon Battle he announced that yesterday it was reported last night on Twitter by uh, college football, college basketball insider so the roster looking at right now yeah, Raekwon Banner battled Jesse Edwards, Josiah Harris, Kobe Johnson, Kirk Crissa, Jose Perez, Omar Silverio, Patrick Suminick, and Seth Wilson. So right now on the roster, you have Muhammad Wagu, Joe Toussaint, and James Conqua all on the portal. They could obviously come back because they have the option to come back, but uh, you got four spots if they all leave that are open. Yeah, and just sudden. like trying to get a head coach in june it's going to be tough to get players in yeah. june that yep. get them ready for this season so we'll see what uh route they choose whichever route they choose still wishing best of luck yeah and uh that will do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by orsini's home store not just an appliance store any longer you can buy your trigger grills at orsini's at 360 hack wilson way in martinsburger online at orsini's.com we come back talk a little nba Dylan has some Damian Lillard takes, plus a trade going down yesterday between the Hawks and the Jazz. We'll talk about that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Have you been smoking? Uh, I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. and save at Orsini's today. Have you been smoking? Uh, I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Shepherd University Rams or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. 
Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here as we get into some NBA talk of trade going down uh, yesterday in the NBA. As uh, players moving around even after the draft here as the Hawks trade John Collins to the Jazz for Rudy Gay and a future second-round pick. Uh, what does this trade really do at this point in the year after the the draft and how does this have an impact later on on the season it's a salary dump the the hawks have been trying to trade john collins for like three years at this point that he's been on the market since they signed him to a long-term contract extension he's a pretty good player um you know not quite all-star but you know he's he's in that sort of in between range between a guy that you build around and the guy that you know you don't put through in your rotation kind of a for the jazz he can start he can he can be a starter for them. He might not be because he kind of plays around the same position as Laurie Markin, and you can put them both out there on the on the floor if you want. But it, the the Hawks have just kind of been keeping him around to do whatever. He has like three more years on this contract. It's like seventy five million dollars total. Um, so they just wanted to clear up that that salary long term. Ruby Gay is not anything of an NBA player anymore and second round pick. So really, it's just a salary dump. The Jazz get a pretty good player and. The Hawks clear out some salary. That's about it. Collins has been a little bit on the decline. Uh, a little bit. He had a suspension, I think, at one point. For, was it PDs or something? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that hurt, I think, his development. Because at one point, he was a 21-10 guy. And, I mean, those guys don't just, you know, walk around like nothing. And probably why he got such a big contract. Um, last few years hasn't been as good. Maybe, uh, you know, heading to Utah will give him some sort of – you know, re- revitalize his career a little bit, hopefully, and uh, potentially be an impact player for the Jazz. So, you know, what's going on in Utah? That's always a question. I don't know. Well, I think they have some good young pieces. It's at least an interesting team. They got, what, Colin Sexton, Lori Marketing, uh, John Collins. They, they've they been sh- they've been kind of shopping around Colin Sexton, apparently. Yeah. So they, they're still putting some things together. They were better this year than you would have expected. Kind of expected them to be in the Wembenyama race, but they ended up with like the ninth pick, I think it was. So mostly on the fact that marketing was so good. So. Um, we missed this the other day. Didn't talk about it yesterday, but this happened over the weekend. The Knicks announced they weren't picking up veteran guard Derek Rhodes' $15.6 million team option for next season. Uh, where does that leave him? Washington. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like I we're at this point Washington. in his career. He can What's know, the get a veteran minimum contract somewhere. He, I don't even think he was in the rotation for the Knicks by the time the playoffs rolled around. He played some minutes, but probably just because Tom Thibodeau is the coach, as is like his old coach in Chicago. So, I don't know. Derek Rose is washed up a long time ago. 
at this point. Timberwolves and center Naz Reed agree on a three-year $40 million extension. Includes a player option. This happened on Saturday as well. Uh, so the Timberwolves are keeping their big center on a three-year deal. They got too many centers. That's true. They they really do. Nas Reed was good though for them this year. So uh, kind of, I was kind of surprised to see that. But when I think about it, thirteen million a year sounds a little high, but you know, with the way NBA salaries are going, then it kind of makes some sense. It's not a bad deal for them. It's about yeah. a mid level exception ish. They could move Cat. That's been a rumor going on that they yeah, may they try to trade to. him. And obviously, I think the Warriors could make some sense if they could clear up the money to get a big guy like that um, to try to contend a little bit better in the west i know he's not a typical piece that would work in golden state but you know potentially uh i'm sure some i'm sure somebody would take on carl anthony towns he's still a young guy uh and if they want to move him i think it could work out well for a team yeah it's kind of just a situation where you're not going to get anything for rudy gobert with that contract that he's on and you're not going to trade anthony edwards so if you want to shake your team up and get some new assets kind of the trade's going to have to be for towns even though he's very good player you know all-star kind of guy yeah he is the Knicks might go after him too speaking of the Knicks meant to talk about this during the uh when we were just talking about Derek Rose but uh Josh Hart and the Knicks they agreed to extend a midnight deadline on Saturday uh to Thursday for his 12.9 million dollar player option uh why would a team do this why wouldn't they just decline it or set it i, I guess they understand. might be trying to make some more moves uh free agency starts on friday i believe it is july 1st or at least the the legal tampering period before you can sign contracts like three days later saturday um, is july 1st not friday saturday then yeah okay or i think they actually you know what they did they moved it up to 6 p.m the previous day the last day of june i think that's ah, what it was okay. so it used to be midnight july 1st but now they do it at 6 p.m sort of you know makes more sense because obviously people are going to be talking to teams as soon as that deadline hits make it 6 p.m instead of you know midnight eastern time so, so the vicky and aerodome sports center right and they can do the nba free agency special on espn yeah, people yeah. will it's actually TV. watch it uh-huh. right yeah that makes a lot of sense uh dylan you told us before the show you have some dame takes let's let's get them let's hear them all right so at this point it, it started to come around that dame lillard you know, is talking to the team in Portland about what's going on with, you know, his situation. And he wants them to build a contender. They had the third pick in the draft. They didn't trade it the way that he would have preferred. They drafted Scoot Henderson instead. Now there's all these reports coming out from Chris Haynes about, you know, oh, Dame doesn't want to play on a stacked team if he's traded. But if he is traded, he has a lot of interest in, in playing with the Heat and Jimmy and Bam but the, the the Portland Trailblazers, you know, they're very interested and still they still want to build a winning team around him. I'm sick of Damian Lillard. Can he just request his trade already? No, my, come on. This guy, it's clear that from my interpretation of this at the very least is that Dame Lillard is trying to just keep on leaking these conversations to Chris Haynes. It's always Chris Haynes. He's like best buddies with Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports that he doesn't want people to get mad at him when he finally requests his trade from the Trailblazers. He's always been this, this image of, oh, I don't run from the grind. I don't run from the grind. That's, not why I'm requ- that's why I'm not requesting a trade, because I want to stay here in Portland. I want to be that guy, spends his whole career with one team. But it's clear at this point that he know- he should know that the Trailblazers are not going to be able to put a team around him that he can win even the Western Conference with, especially against teams like Denver, 
<laughs> yeah, okay. What's your take then? Spencer? What's wrong with a little bit of loyalty, Dylan? Yeah. We're all What's about loyalty here. There's loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. At this point, it's deranged. It's irrational loyalty. He's just trying to look good for his image because he doesn't want to be that guy. That he wants people to like him. Okay, the Trailblazers have the ability to trade Damian Lillard if that's what they want to do, if they want to move on, if they want to rebuild their team around some young pieces. They can ship off Dame. Why does Dame have to be the one to say that he wants to leave? I mean, They should, yeah. We're on the same page there. It doesn't need to be Damian Lillard requesting a trade. If I'm the Trailblazers, I would be trading him. I probably would have traded him a year ago because you don't have the assets to build a team around Damian Lillard that can win a championship. It is this. I think it is basically the same situation as Bradley Beal, and even Beal it was the same way. Where he's just like, "Well, I'm not going to request a trade. I don't want right. to be that." Why guy. does he have like, to come out and say that he needs to leave? I mean, like because the Blazers have their franchise guy, and they don't want him to leave. They want a guy that people because are they care buy about ticket, ticket sales. Yeah, yeah, ticket sales and okay, jersey, but jersey sales. Look, at the end of the day, I mean, you're at a stalemate right now. Dame obviously doesn't want to come out and say it and and you know what that there's nothing wrong with that i mean because he doesn't want to look like a bad guy yeah, but the only way because out he's is been to a good it. guy and he is a good guy I'm for just, the trailblazer exactly i just need dame lillard to stop being a coward you clearly want to play for a good team you can see the writing on the wall but they don't portland have to do that the organization can be hated dame we don't need dame to be hated by portland but fans. the only way out is to do that why? So if, why do, because why, Portland Bradley Beal never requested a that. trade, and everybody's cool with Bradley Beal here in D.C. Yeah, yeah even though we're not Blazers, in D.C. But the Blazers Martin's are in denial. We're in the greater, can, greater, greater D.C. Yeah, the greater, the greater, greater D.C. The Blazers were never mad that they never traded Beal and just decided to tank years ago. Why? I'm not mad at Beal. I'm mad at the organization either way because I'm a realistic fan and I know that this team's not going anywhere with Bradley Beal. And if you're a realistic Portland Trailblazers fan, you're not going to be mad at Lillard if you requested a trade, but you're also not going to be mad at the organization for trading him because they're at a point where this team is not going anywhere. So why does Damian Lillard have to come out and say that he wants to be traded? He doesn't want that Kevin Durant image. I don't blame him. Nobody wants to be the bad guy. Well, yeah. Well, the problem is the organization isn't being realistic. They think that with you know the rumors that are going around now, they can sub out Jeremy Grant in free agency and replace him with Draymond Green, and that's going to get them anywhere. As if that Dame Lillard, Draymond Green is one of the best players in the league. He's like thirty-four years old. He he's can barely a defensive move. player of the year and a really good passer. Yeah, but they're not winning anything with Draymond Green and exactly. Damian Lillard exactly. as your big two, but. And what are their trade assets? And for wait, how old is Damian Lillard? Like thirty-two. Like thirty-two. Yeah. What two years age difference? Lillard's getting up there too. He's yeah. getting. He's like, yeah. he's still at the prime of his career, but he is getting hurt more often, and it's the downslide's about to come. So if Dame's got to you know, get the ball rolling here. Is what I'm saying. Like you clearly want to play for a good team and have a chance to win a title. We can all see Portland's not going to trade Anthony Simons and Yusuf Nurkic and Shaden Sharp and whatever picks they have for anyone good. They're trying to go after Bam at a bio. The Heat probably laughed at them if they when they called up and asked for Bam for those assets. You're that's just not going to put anything together that's going to get Damian Lillard. And so the, why are guys. they waiting for Dame to request a trade? If they were a smart organization, they would look at this and say, "Look, they're not. We're not going to win." Dame doesn't have to be the bad guy. We can move on from him, get whatever back, Tyler Hero and some garbage from the Miami Heat, and, you know, tank or be mediocre because that's probably what they would be. And 
you know, there's no reason for Lillard to come out and have to be the one to say it, I don't think. He doesn't have to be. At this point, I'm sick of it. He's waited too long. He's got that not-going-to-run-from-the-grind mindset too much. I like it. I like the fact that he's been loyal to Portland and the fact that he wants to win something there. And I think he still would want it to work out. I think he knows in the back of his mind that it's not going to. But I don't see any reason why we should hate on Damian Lillard for having this mindset, being one of the few guys in the league that actually showed some loyalty to the team that drafted him. Nobody gave him a chance out of Weber State, and they gave him a chance at the, what, seventh pick in the draft, and he's worked out really well. Damian Lillard showing loyalty because he's a loyal guy. He came from a small school. He goes to Portland, which isn't a big market city, and you know what? I respect him for it. You know what? I think Dame and Jimmy Butler will be perfect teammates when they finally make that trade. They're both, they're both not going to go their Hall of Fame induction. They're both ceremony. fake tough guys <laughs> that just want people to like them. They want them just guys for their image. All right, Nick, Nick, you brought up Bradley Beal. He came out yesterday with some comments uh, thanking Washington for his time in Washington and the fans and the, the city in general. He also said he left the door open. He's got 160 points to get to be the franchise's all-time scoring leader. And he said, see you again or something. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? In a few years, if Bradley Beal's older, the Wizards are a championship-caliber team. He wants to come in, be the sixth man, average like 13 a game, and the Wizards win a title and Bradley Beal gets his scoring record. I'm all for it. 35-year-old Brad Beal. Let's make it happen, D.C. I've got kind of a take on Bradley Beal that I've thought about over the last couple of days. What's your take? Ooh. It's a hot take? It's kind of a hot take. It's kind of spicy. So Bradley Beal didn't get Washington close to anything as the number one guy. They were in what, a, a, a play-in tournament? Yeah, I mean, Westbrook's that was Westbrook's team, really. Hot take. John Wall, as the leader of this team, was what? An Eastern Conference Finals appearance away from... He's semifinals. That's the farthest he made it. I'm saying he was an appearance away from getting... He was two rounds away from getting them an NBA championship. Yeah. And Bradley Beal was a play-in tournament. A new thing. He got got into the first round, to be fair. Yes. And they got lost to the Sixers in five. But still. I don't know. My hot take is that... The Wizards should have never signed this contract for him because he's never lived up to what you would expect a guy to when you had John Wall on your team. I mean, John Wall, you can make the argument, is not as good as people make him out to be either. I mean, that is true, but my take there on that, not as spicy hot as you would think, but uh, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the side of this break, we'll talk Nats and O's and wrap up this edition of the Sports Mix as well as the College World Series. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. I was to you, you were to me. I was so alive, never been more free. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are. 
and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Celebrate America's birthday with America's pastime and the Na- Join the holiday fun at Nats Park starting July 3rd with post-game Freedom Fireworks presented by Budweiser. On July 4th, celebrate with military families while former Nats player Adam LaRoche with Screech and his friends join us live from Aludid Air Base, Qatar, where they'll bring the best of the Nats Park experience to men and women on base. Don't miss this historic moment. Visit Nats.com slash fourth. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Mayor's Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg or call 304-263-4343 here as we begin to wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll uh, look back at last night's College World Series route for LSU over Florida after Florida routed them in Game 2 to tie things up. Uh, Guess who... LSU didn't need to bring it on last night. Paul Skeens. Everybody all day yesterday on all the sports talk things, we're talking about Paul Skeens is going to at some point come into that game. He had pitched game one after pitching Thursday, so he pitched a day later. Or, you know, he had one full day of rest. They didn't even need him last night. They routed Florida last night and won 18-4. to They've now won the College World Series, and they basically have the first two MLB draft picks coming up on their team. I didn't watch any of it. The first game I know was a good game. The next two were blowouts. The one that I did watch was uh, the great game between LSU and Wake Forest. That was a pitcher's duel, went into the 11th inning, uh, scoreless, and then the two-run walk-off home run. Um, by LSU but yeah we'll see how those two guys do if they go one and two and in a few years make it to the MLB uh but uh, other than that I don't really have much on this college world series and more like Paul schemes this guy's gonna scheme some team out of money when he's a bust (laughs) I take from Dylan just want to say that I just wanted to say he just wanted to say that he's got he doesn't even know who Paul schemes is no doesn't even know what he throws on his fastball or his changeup. Do you, though? Yeah, he throws upper 90s, and his changeup goes into the low 90s. So does every college baseball pitcher that's going to get drafted into the MLB. All right, so. well, uh, he will soon potentially, maybe in a year or two, be in the MLB 
uh, All-Stars Futures game, and two Nationals prospects were announced yesterday. Top outfield prospect James Wood and third baseman Brad Brady House have been selected to represent the Nats in that All-Star uh, Futures game. Wood, age 20, is the number five prospect in baseball According to Baseball America, the number six prospect, according to MLBPipeline.com, he leads the Nationals minors system in tw- in homers with 12 RBIs with 52, slugging percentage at 536, tied with OPS at 903. He's got six triples, 33 extra base hits, and 128 total bases. Uh, he's a guy that they're going to build their team around that they got back in a trade last year. Brady House, he's the Nationals' number three prospect and he's also doing big things down in the farm third in ops fourth in slugging percentage batting average he's fourth in home runs he's sixth uh, but the nats will have two guys down there at the futures game and uh, the o's have a couple guys there as well yeah nobody cares about those nationals guys it's yeah. all about heston kerstead and jackson holiday the future yeah. is now in baltimore baby Until they trade everybody away jordan westberg last run. night one for four made a play at second base people said he couldn't play second base well he's playing it now future jackson now. go to shortstop jackson holiday that's the guy right there he's gonna get up to the <sighs> orioles he's gonna, have, he's gonna have a great couple years with the orioles and then he's gonna sign for 350 million dollars with the dodgers bingo probably more than that but it's not a bad take, Dylan. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because the Orioles will win like three World Series during this If time. it was three, right. oh my. Yeah. I'd be so sad when that band breaks if it's three. I'd be happy with just one. They won't even just win one. one. Hot take, the Orioles won't win one World Series with this team. Wow. Not this Hot current take. team. No, no the, the, the team that they've assembled, the prospects that I they've they garnered. Could. I don't know. You're I mean, lucky. You nobody knows, right? Call. Yeah, Colin, stop name-calling. I, I would right here. You would right here? All right, Nats back in action. They fall last night 8-4. to four. Back in action tonight, Irvin on the mound, 9.40 p.m., 9.10 pregame coverage from the Nats Radio Network. Orioles, they win last night, I think, right? Yeah, 10-3. Yes. to three. Ten They're going to sweep the Reds. I already told you this. Yeah. Yeah. He did a, tell you this. In a rain-soaked game. Yeah, yeah and a cool thing. Did you guys see this? You were typing something in the topics, but I didn't get to see what it was. So, exactly. because of the rain delay, it was two and a half innings in, and then the rain delay went on until 10.05, they resumed. And for the fans that stayed throughout the entire game, they got free complimentary ticket vouchers to a future game as a thank you for being the best fans in baseball, quote-unquote, as Baltimore likes to say. So, I thought that was, that was nice. a pretty nice gesture of... The, well, who uh, wouldn't? I Orioles think every team would do that. I think every team would do that. How do you, how do you think, Mr. You think a lot Yankees, of things like the, the Orioles won't win the they World Series money. with this squad, so. How do you think Mr. Splash... Talk to us in 2027, Spencer! How do you think Mr. <laughs> Splash feels when it starts to rain? His job becomes kind of redundant. He did it anyway. It's already There's already rain coming down, though. All right, well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. we got Little League Baseball. The area tournament concludes tonight, 6.50 pregame, 7 p.m. first pitch between Morgan County and Hedgesville. We'll have it for you on radio, TV, and on YouTube. And then later on tonight, 9.10 p.m. for the pregame coverage, 9.40 first pitch between Nats and Mariners for game two of the series. That will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, who likes to name call for Nick Verzlini. I'm Spencer Puglis saying so long. We'll talk to you again tonight for Little League Baseball Action or tomorrow for another edition of the Sports Mix. Have a great rest of your day, everyone.
106.5 FM and 740 AM. Talk Radio WRNR. Martinsburg. Carnesville. Ranson.